Hello, friends, and welcome to Unofficial Grief Rulebook, a grief advice podcast where each week we will look at the most commonly asked questions about grief, loss, death, dying, and everything in between. I'm your host, Katie Ziccarelli, a licensed clinical social worker, grief advocate, and widow. As a reminder, while I am a licensed mental health professional, this podcast is in no way a replacement for your own individual therapy, and this podcast is really meant to be informational. You should always consider your specific situation, and as always, remember, there is no rule book in grief. On today's episode, we are going to get into what it means when people say there is no right or wrong way to grieve, and when your grief might benefit from some additional support. Now, there has been a lot of commotion in the grief community these last couple of weeks, and it really started with the New York Times releasing this article called, How Long Should You Grieve? Psychiatry Has Come Up With An Answer. And it was really all about this new disorder being added to the DSM-5's text revision called Prolonged Grief Disorder. And it's stirred up a lot of conversation around how we interpret grieving and what healthy grieving might look like, what unhealthy grieving looks like, what is normal, what is not, and what is socially acceptable grief. There's a lot of mixed feelings and a lot of feelings of frustration around this this sense that grief is being pathologized. And it makes a lot of sense. I completely understand where all this is coming from. Personally and professionally, I am still really trying to wrap my head around what this disorder means, what it is going to mean for services being provided. And I haven't quite reached a conclusion on how I feel about it. And I think that I will continue to evolve in how I feel about it. Uh, Right now, I don't like it. (laughs) Right now, I'm not a fan of prolonged grief disorder. I understand the arguments for and against it. Um, But most of the arguments that are for it leave me feeling further frustrated because it comes down to insurance and that just feels like a really, really not correct way, (laughs) like not something that we should be basing our opinions off of, of like, yeah, this, this diagnosis is good because it's, it's going to help people to get help because then they can be billed for insurance. I'm like, um, or hear me out. We should be able to get healthcare and mental health care without having to go through insurance. Like that just feels like such a faulty argument. But anyways, one of the pieces that is talked about a lot is this grieving piece of how everybody grieves differently and there's no right or wrong way to grieve. And that's what I really want to talk about today. People feel like their grief is being judged, that they're being told 
that how they are grieving is wrong or that they shouldn't be grieving for as long as they have been or that we're being told that there's a time limit to how long we can grieve for before it's now determined as a mental illness. Everyone processes emotions differently. You think about all the emotions that kind of exist and there's so many of them. Everyone processes emotions differently. So of course that would translate into grief and everyone is going to process their grief differently. Some people process it by making jokes. I'm a fan of that. Some people process their grief by not talking about it at all. Some people process it by crying, by praying, by writing, creating art, by sleeping, by doing things that remind them of their person that died. There's all sorts of different ways to process these emotions and to cope with grief. And everyone grieves differently. So when we talk about what is it, what is a right and a wrong way to grieve, that's kind of what we're looking at. We're looking at, is there a way that somebody is grieving that is wrong? And the answer is really no. Like, there's not. I, I say that as long as you are not hurting yourself or hurting anybody else and nobody is hurting you, then there's no rules to anything. Like, you're free to do whatever. But others might not carry the same opinion and others come down to well that's not normal or that's not how you should be doing it but these rules are so arbitrary who decided who decided that um spoiler alert probably a white man um and probably something rooted in capitalism like time off of work after somebody has died, there's this pressure to get back to work within a certain amount of time. Why? <laughs> it's it's not for anything other than because there's work to be done. Um, so that's just, that's just really silly, right? So everybody has a right to grieve in the ways that they need to. I also want to make sure that we are talking about the difference between grief and mourning. So mourning is kind of the expression. So it's the outward outward emotions that you are seeing somebody do. Mourning is the expression of what causes grief. Life, you know, I like a good definition. So let's look at the definition of mourning. It says... The expression of deep sorrow for someone who has died, typically involving following certain com- certain conventions, such as wearing black clothes. She is still in mourning after the death of her husband, for example. Black clothes worn as an expression of grief when someone dies. So mourning is kind of what we see, I think. That's that's the best way for me me to understand it in my head. Um, Grief is deep sorrow, especially caused by someone's death. That's the definition of grief. Um, And formally, it's trouble or annoyance, (laughs) which I always think that's a little bit funny, how we 
use how the word grief is used it can also be mean to to say things like we were too tired to cause any grief like any trouble any annoyance um because grief is annoying so that makes sense uh so i think of grief as kind of the emotion like it's what you see what you feel excuse me grief is what you feel and mourning is what you do so like most emotions grief is really individual how that feeling is for a person is going to be dependent on probably a variety of factors but ultimately it is really individual to a person and what their experiences are and what their relationship to the person that died is and you know circumstances even surrounding that Sometimes how we grieve really depends on the relationship to the person and if that relationship was ever complicated that might leave the grief looking different and might leave the grief feeling different. And grief lasts a lifetime. It's an expression that never goes away. Once you have lost somebody, you will continue to feel grief for them forever And it'll vary in levels of intensity and frequency, but it sticks with you. You know, as you go through life and there's reminders of them at various points and as different things happen, you might have a resurfaced feeling of of grief because it will never be different like that person being dead and being gone is not something that's ever able to change there's never going to be a time where they won't be dead anymore so your grief will continue on as you continue on I do think that it is helpful to understand when you might need help with your grief Now, I mentioned earlier that as long as you're not hurting yourself, you're not hurting someone else, and no one is hurting you, do do what you want. But that can still be a little tricky because we sometimes don't think what we're doing is hurtful. Like We don't think that we're hurting ourselves when really we might be. So this this is just a... A general guideline of some things to consider of when you might want to think about getting some more help. There are also some things that people might say you need to get some additional help with if you're experiencing that are kind of normal for grief. And I, you know, I use the word normal very loosely and very genuine gen generally 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 is that what I'm trying to say just kind of as a broad term (laughs) so you know grief is a normal human reaction meaning that everybody will experience it so there are pieces of what happens when you're grieving that makes sense kind of like how you know it's normal for you to cry if you're sad it's also normal to cry if you're happy Uh, so some of these things are kind of like that. Like it's not, 
it's not anything that's bizarre, not anything that you should be concerned about if this is happening to you while you're grieving. So first thing is wanting to die. This, this might be normal. This is something that people kind of talk about a lot experiencing after they have lost somebody close to them. Um, especially if the death was kind of an out of order death, meaning they died young or basically anything the opposite of your very old grandfather <laughs> that is dying at a old age. That feeling of wanting to die could be normal. And it's usually out of a desire to be with the person. It companies like a feeling of loneliness, longing for the person that died, and kind of these intense feelings of missing them. Those things are, quote unquote, normal. But when you might need some additional help is if you're having thoughts of hurting yourself, intense feelings of wanting to die, and or considering really how to hurt yourself or take your life. So there's a fine line between it where if it starts to become all-consuming and it starts to transition from this desire to just be with them again to actually wanting to end your life, then we got to intervene and we got to get you some additional help. But just that feeling of wanting to be with the person that died, that's usually okay. But acting on that, less okay. So another thing that might be normal is having a hard time with what we call kind of those normal daily functions, like getting out of bed in the morning, eating, sleeping, basic hygiene, having a hard time concentrating or completing tasks at work or school or home. That's that's pretty normal. It's hard to kind of do those day-to-day things, especially if it feels like your entire world has just ended. But when more help might be needed is when it reaches an inability to function. You're not eating. You're not sleeping. You're sleeping all the time. You're not showering. Basically anything that can start to reach a point where it might be a detriment to your health. Then we need some help. You know, like not, not having an appetite, having low energy... That's that's a pretty normal physical reaction to have. But if it's getting excessive to the point where you are risking some further health issues, then some additional help would probably be beneficial. It might be normal to cry or become emotional at the mention of the name or reminders of the person that died and you might not want to talk about them. That that makes sense. That's okay. You know, we get emotional at things that are upsetting to us, that are distressing to us, no matter what it is. So that would make sense. But further help might be needed and might be really helpful if it is like an extreme emotional distress. Unable to cope or be soothed at any mention of the name or reminder. If your day-to-day is impacted by avoidance, then some additional help might be necessary. And none of this is to say that you need additional help because you shouldn't be doing this. It's not to make your grief go away. It's just to help you cope with it so that you can have some version of a quality of life. 
And I know when grieving and even that concept can feel really hard because we don't care. Like you don't want to have a quality above life. But you do and you deserve to. And it's, it, you know, it would honestly, it's similar to if you were experiencing, you know, pain because you broke your arm, you would get help because you, well, that's not a good, that's not a good metaphor. Is it? Mm, mm, you know what? No, different, different thing. Uh, if you had like IBS, can we go there? Can we talk about, talk about it like that? Like if you had IBS, right, you would go to the doctor to get some assistance to manage your symptoms. IBS is not going anywhere, right? It's, it's with you. (laughs) It is with you. But you might learn how to manage it. You might learn what you can do to make yourself feel better, you will learn what to do so that you're less miserable, right? And that's ultimately what you want for grieving. Like, you don't want your grief to go away, and it's not going to. But don't you deserve to not feel so much pain or know how to manage the pain a little bit more effectively? Those are really just like a short list of three different things and ultimately you can determine what's normal for you and not. As a general rule of thumb, again, anything that is at risk of causing other health issues or persists for an extended period of time would likely benefit from additional support. And really, if you're wondering if it if it would benefit from additional support or if you would benefit from additional support, then then the answer is probably just yes. And it's worth, it's worth seeking, seeking the help. I will leave some resources in the show notes of where you can go to find some help and some resources. There's a couple of different hotlines, a couple of websites where you can search for a therapist in your area, as well as some other additional resources of places you can go for grief support and and a resource for how to get crisis support um, that doesn't involve calling the police because we we know that calling the police is not um, is not always safe when we're in crisis and if you are basically anybody that is not other than white the police is not the police cannot uh, always be safe so I'll leave those in the show notes as well for you to see. Um, I am also working on getting transcripts up of all of the episodes, so be stay tuned for that. And yeah, thank, thank you for listening in on this week's episode. I'm sorry for the unintentional break right after starting. Um, I got a little bit overwhelmed about the editing process because I am not a technical person. Um, so bear with me as I figure that out and as my um, partner gets into a routine of helping me edit. 
um, because she is, in fact, good at that kind of stuff. So um, we will have regular, regular weekly episodes um, here on out, and I will will do better at letting you know if there will be a be a gap again. So again, thank you, thank you for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget, you can submit a question to be answered on the podcast. Um, to do that, head to my website, www.goodgriefbites.com slash podcast, or email me at goodgriefbites at gmail.com. Be sure to also follow me on TikTok and Instagram for more small bites of no BS grief support, also at goodgriefbites.com bites. Until next week, remember, there's nothing wrong with how you grieve. Your grief is yours and how you express that is no different than how you may express any other emotion. It is okay to seek additional help and get support and you deserve that. You deserve to feel peace and you deserve to grieve while being able to function. And it is okay to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm.